Welcome to the Real Life English Podcast, where we help dedicated English learners just like you cultivate the courage, the confidence, and the skills that you need to understand real life native English, to communicate clearly with people from all around the world, and to make your life an epic global adventure. Now, are you ready to go beyond the classroom and start living your English? Can I get an aww yeah? In this week's podcast, Ethan and I are talking all about slang words that you need to know. It's a really interesting topic, and slang is such an important part of everyday speech. You see it all over social media, on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram, and it's also part of native speech. It's a topic that is always evolving and changing over time, so it's very interesting. And as always, if you head on over to our Instagram at reallife.english, you'll find some bonus material there. So make sure you check it as soon as you finish listening to or watching this podcast. Oh yeah, boys and girls, citizens of the world, this is Ethan from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, convenient, and marvelous way to learn English. So download this podcast and listen to it while you're stuck in traffic, riding your bike, or even walking your dog. So I'm joined here in the non-physical Barcelona studio, as always, by the lovely Andrea. How's it going, Andrea? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So today, I was surprised that you didn't use a slang term there in the intro for your adjective. <laughs> yeah, maybe I could have said, I'm wicked. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What does that mean, wicked? So if something's wicked, it's another way to say like amazing or fantastic. It's quite a British one, I think, isn't it? I think mm -hmm. if you're a Harry Potter fan, you're probably aware of it. Definitely. And I think it's one of those, it's a really great example because it's one of the ones where we take a word that has a completely different meaning and kind of in a slang way, repurpose it for another use. Um, so I think we have a lot of those like awesome in American English, which might be a little bit similar to wicked, which before literally meant something that would put you in awe. So it's like you'd see it and it would leave you breathless. But now we just use it for something that's like cool. Exactly. There's so many like this and oh, I love slang so much. And the amazing thing like we were discussing a little bit earlier is that, you know, it's always evolving and always changing. So slang words that we grew up with maybe aren't as in right now, yeah. you know, because they're, they're changing so much. And sometimes we might hear some slang and we'll be like, what on earth are they saying? And, you know, it's just not part of our lingo, I suppose. What does that mean, lingo? So I think it's like a cute way of saying like language. It's not part of your your language, you know, the, the words that you use, the way that you speak. Exactly. And I think like slang can be really important though, having at least like some sense of it, the most common ones, because it's so common in like any sort of media, any TV series that you watch or podcasts that you listen to, or even if people use social media, I think that you'll find this all the time. It's kind of like, even where slang can kind of be born nowadays is on Instagram or TikTok or any other uh, social network like this. 
Definitely. I think even more so now with social media, like there's so many new words and acronyms coming out all the time. So it's ever changing, ever evolving. So it's really important to be aware of it, to understand it as well. And then once you get more comfortable with it, if you like it, you can start using it too. Exactly. And I think kind of like watching the reactions on people's face when you say certain words can be a good way to kind of get a sense of if you're using it in the right way or if maybe you're a little bit off there. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Those could be some embarrassing moments if you're trying to be hip or cool (laughs) and you're trying to use these words and really failing. Yeah, I've definitely seen that happen. I've had that happen in my own language learning and stuff that it's like you kind of see people's faces twist up and you're like, well, maybe I'm not using that crate in the the right way. Yeah. (laughs) So I think like on the other hand, a really interesting thing about slang is it's so generational. So that like if you were to take, for example, people from a parent's generation, I'm sure the same happens to you uh, and probably with a whole different word set in the UK, but they have certain words that they would use that like I would never use, like maybe far out or groovy, which are words that I think they sound like really hippie, the hippie generation from the 60s, that when my parents were young, that was kind of the slang that people use. And obviously people their age still will use nowadays to instead of like saying cool or wicked or brilliant, uh, they might say those kind of words. But people of my generation hear that and it sounds like so old fashioned. Exactly. Yeah. I I probably can think of a few as well. Like I think my parents would use something like class. So if something was really good or like really good quality or they really enjoyed it, they'd be like, oh, that was class. That was class. <laughs> and we don't say that. <laughs> like that sounds so old, right? Yeah. And on the other hand, I mean, you were a teacher. So in, a, in an elementary school and in uh working with kids and everything, I think that's the other way that it goes. I know anytime I go to the USA and I'm around young people, especially, I'll hear them use words and I have no idea what they're saying. Did you find that you encountered the same? Yeah, on occasion, they'd just be chatting amongst themselves or something and I'd hear something and I'd be like, what does that mean? And then they'd (laughs) explain it. And you know, because you're from a different generation and you have your own slang that you love and that you use, you're like, what is that? Why are they saying that? And you kind of look down on it. It's a really weird thing, but you kind of become a bit precious of your own slang. And, you know, you don't like certain other words that come into fashion or something. Exactly. So I think it's something that you shouldn't feel so bad if people are using slang and you don't understand it because there's all these factors that we're talking about that go into being able to understand slang. And there's some words maybe that aren't even so useful for you. Maybe if you're a little bit older, you don't really necessarily need to use the words that the young kids are using because like me and Andrea wouldn't probably even use those. And the same might go in the other direction. If you're in your early 20s, then maybe it's not so useful for you to know the slang that our parents would use. Um, Although if you're interested in that, it can always be fun. So I think learning a few though, it can always be a really handy tool to have and it can help you to feel a little bit more natural with your English. So we're going to give you some of those in today's podcast, but before we do, we have a shout out to a very special fan out there. So today's shout out comes from Kinan Heikau, I think. I'm sorry if I've pronounced that incorrectly. 
And he says, I can't thank you guys enough for what you're doing to put us on the right path. I'm honored. My English fluency is way too good now. And not only that, now I find myself speaking to people around the world. Frankly, I can't pass my day without listening to your podcasts or your videos on YouTube, and I'm doing my best to pay that forward. Nothing is better to fill any void than listening to you guys talking to one another. My regards from Syria. And he's also added a quote from Tony Robbins, who he says is his idol. Life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. That's an incredible uh, shout out definitely from our fan Keenan. He actually, or she, sorry, left it over on the blog in our comments. So you can head over to reallifeglobal.com and look for this episode and leave a comment over there. And that's a great way for us to be able to shout you out. But before we move on, I think there's some a couple of really great expressions that Keenan used. Uh, they said to fill any void. What does that mean to fill a void? So when something is missing, like from your life, maybe you fill that void, you feel that emptiness. Exactly. So void is like an empty, something that's empty, right? Yeah. And then he says, or she said, uh, that they're doing their best to pay it forward. What does that mean to pay something forward? It's like to, to share it and to, to move forward with it, to like use what you have and then, you know, spread it and do your best with the knowledge that you have. Exactly. So it's kind of like if someone did something, a good deed or something charitable, something positive for you, then you might pay it forward by then, you know, doing something along the same lines for someone else. And we kind of like we're talking about Christmas in some of our podcasts a couple of weeks ago. And I think that's one of the things that we kind of talked about as a spirit of Christmas is kind of like paying forward that good, that goodwill, that good spirit. Exactly. And then what does that quote mean, Andrea? So if life doesn't happen to you, it's, it's like it's not happening to you without you being aware of it. It happens for you. So it's more like you need to be a part of it. You need to be aware of what's happening as well and not kind of just sit around and wait for something to happen to you. That's kind of my interpretation of it. Is yours similar or would you say it's something different? Yeah, I think it's really about like proactivity. So I think a lot of people think, why me? You know, why does this always happen to me? And that's kind of like you're taking a reactive stance. You're you're blaming external circumstances and stuff for bad things that might be happening in your life. And instead, I think Tony Robbins, uh, you know, is very much about kind of like positive thinking stuff is actually seeing what opportunities are within this this thing that is seemingly bad. So, you know, He's saying basically like that life happens for you. So like everything that happens to you is an opportunity for you to, you know, make something positive out of it, either to learn something or maybe to, to change how you're living and, and things like this. So if you have this kind of uh, look on life, then you can see anything that happens as an opportunity to make something positive out of it. Definitely. I think that's really well explained. So if you want us to shout you out, just like Keenan, then you could head over to our blog and leave a comment there. Or another really great way is for you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because this really is fantastic because it will help more learners to find our podcast and learn with us. So that said, we have a quote of our own to share before we get into the main topic all about slang. Okay, so today's quote is by David Crystal, who's a famous British linguist. And he says, there's an old little jingle. 
The chief use of slang is to show that you're one of the gang. What that means is that every social group has its own linguistic bonding mechanism. If there's a group of lawyers, they have their own slang. If there's a group of doctors, they have their own slang and so on. That is a fantastic quote. I mean, it basically goes right to the heart of the subject, right? Exactly. And it also made me think of when I was looking for a fitting quote for today, I came across quite a lot from Jay-Z as well. So it's interesting to see his stance on it, you know, how rap uses a lot of slang and it's all about connecting with people and kind of having your own group that you connect with. And in a way it excludes others as well. So like you might not be part of that gang, so you might not understand what they're saying. But then of course, if you're interested, then you can learn about it. And also it's very much like poetry as well, a lot of slang, because if you think about rap, that's poetry as well. And oh, I just I just love the subject. I think it's so interesting and I can't wait to get started and share some of these really popular slang terms. I think it's kind of like we were talking about at the beginning that maybe you don't need to know all of the slang, like you don't need to feel bad about that, but it's definitely uh, can have that sort of sense that you feel like you're part of an inside group. You're part of an inside joke almost. Exactly. What is an inside joke? So an inside joke is like if you have a group of friends and you know someone makes a joke and then you're all laughing but maybe someone is new to the group or you know you've brought a friend into the group and they don't quite understand it it means that it's because it's an inside joke something similar as well is maybe like oh you had to be there so if yeah. you weren't there when this particular thing happened you won't get the joke exactly so i think slang can really have that same sort of like bonding uh, experience that it can bring you closer to people and stuff because it's kind of that sense that you you really know each other in a, in a really intimate way and so you have this same language that you use together exactly so I'm also really excited we have several different uh, slang terms that we'll teach you today which I think you'll find useful if you're on Instagram or TikTok or maybe if you're traveling to an English-speaking country and want to be able to bond a little bit better with people there in a more intimate way and we will also have two exclusive ones for you over on our Instagram at reallife.english. So if you want to continue your learning, I'd highly recommend that you check those out after. So with that said, let's roll into today's main topic. So our first one is actually an acronym. So it's GOAT, as in G-O-A-T. So what, what this is, what an acronym is, is that the letters actually stand for some words. So goat, when you think of it, you probably think of the animal, like a, a billy goat or the billy goat scruff from the, the fairy tale, the story. But what it actually means is greatest of all time. All right, so that's definitely one I think that could be very confusing for people if you just see it because you'd think it's an animal. So, so if you say like Michael Jordan was a goat, it's kind of like people are gonna think, you know, that what, what the heck does that mean? Yeah, and even the first time I ever saw this as well, which was a few years ago now, I think it was when someone was debating, like people were debating a lot, like who is the GOAT? Is it Messi or Ronaldo? Like that was a really big topic in football. So I remember seeing it and I was like, what is everyone talking about? And I had to search <laughs> it and actually, or I asked my cousin or something, I was like, what is a, what is a GOAT? But that's actually what it is. <laughs> you might think that that person's crazy, like crazy like a GOAT. <laughs> yeah. 
but it, it's not it's a good thing yeah so in this sense it's a positive thing so if you see it it probably would be all capital right to also kind of denote that it is an acronym exactly yep but you still say it as if it were the, the actual word the animal so that's a really great one to start out what's the next one so the next one is on fleek so i actually hadn't heard this one before it's maybe a bit more modern a bit too modern for me yeah, I do think this is definitely a more recent one. And you'll hear it like someone might say, oh, your hair's on fleek today. Or lots of people come up to me and say, oh, eyebrows on fleek. And I was like, okay then. <laughs> it is a really positive thing. Like it's basically a compliment. It means that you're looking good or something is on point. So it's another way of saying on point, like, or, oh, you danced that on fleek, you know? So it means you, you're you looking good or you can refer to someone's hair, their outfit, the way they're looking that day. Perfect, so now, now I know it, now I can start using that one. So uh, definitely I would use more probably the expression on point. So basically to say, as you mentioned, that something is done in a perfect way or it's it's really beautiful or, or really well, uh, really good looking, right? Yeah. All right, so the next one I think is pretty similar, but I think it would be used differently in the US than the UK. So what is it and how would you use that in the UK? Yeah, so this one has definitely stood the test of time. And by <laughs> that, I mean, like we've been using it for decades, but people are still using it today. And the word is fit. So in the UK, if we call someone fit, it means that they are really good looking. Mm -hmm. Whereas in the US, I think maybe it's used differently, right? Yeah, uh, the first time I heard this as well from a British person, I had, I had a British roommate when I was living in Mallorca. And I think he said, you know, like some girl is like looking really fit. And it's like, I don't know, maybe she, she runs a lot, she works out a lot. So in the US, if you use that, it means they do a lot of exercise but he basically meant that as a compliment that she was looking really beautiful. Exactly, so we, we still have it in the UK in the way that you described, like you would say, oh, I need to get fit or that person's really fit because they work out or they take care of their body, they go to the gym. But in the slang term, it's like this, it's to describe someone that you think is good looking or that you fancy as well. That's another way that we say this in the UK. I think it would probably be most similar maybe, which is also a slang word in the US that has stood the test of time to calling someone hot, right? Ah, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's another way of saying, oh, I think she's really hot or something. Yeah. You'd say, oh, I think he's fit. So that's, that's definitely one that's, I think, very similar in American slang that we would use it in that same way. And obviously if you didn't know what that means, then you might think like she should take off her sweater or something if she's hot. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a lot of people internationally probably know the American one. So moving on from these ones that maybe are maybe more complimentary or flirtatious, what's the next one? So the next one is dead. So it doesn't actually mean that someone has died or anything. It's more like you're hanging out with some friends and you are laughing so hard. You are laughing uncontrollably and you're like, I'm dead, I'm dead. And it just <laughs> means that something has, like another way of saying it is that something has cracked you up because we can, we use this a lot in the UK. Do you use it in the States as well? Yeah, we use that one a lot, that something cracks you up or you could say some person cracks you up because that person always makes you laugh a lot. 
Exactly. But then in that moment, you could say, I'm dead, I'm dead, or I'm dying, because you might even say, like, I'm dying with laughter. Yeah. So that's, a, that's one that you'll hear a lot. I think there's also people might see on Instagram or Facebook on any of these places, a lot of acronyms for that, like ROFL, right? Rolling on the floor laughing. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, some of these acronyms, I have to search them now, these acronyms you find <laughs> on social media, because I'm not hip in that sense. Like I, I'm not aware of some of them. But yeah, that was one that I learned a while, a while ago. Or one that probably most people listening to this have heard, LOL. Yeah. What does that stand for? Laugh out loud. Exactly. So something that is so funny that it makes you actually laugh by seeing it, by reading it, or by hearing it. Although I think nowadays that's used very exaggeratedly, if that's, I don't know if I said that word right, but used in an exaggerated way because people will write it or whatever, but they're not actually laughing. Yeah, it's become overused now, hasn't it? Precisely. Wouldn't it be great if there was some way to understand real English without getting lost and without getting bored? Well, now there is. With our real life native immersion course, we will take you on a 41 week real life adventure of the English language. Each week exploring a different topic connected to our goal to help you understand and use real native English and make it a permanent part of your life in a way that is fun, natural and convenient. The best part is you can try it for free with our three-part power learning series. We will send it to your email. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod, that's P-O-D, to sign up. Now let's get back to today's podcast lesson. So what's the next one, Andrew? So the next one is fire. So someone might say to you, oh, that party was fire. <laughs> so it's used as an adjective. Okay. And what exactly does that mean? And people might get worried that they need to call the, <laughs> I believe you'd use a different word, but firefighters. In the UK, it's a different term, correct? Um, yeah, we would say firemen. Firemen. Oh, okay. I thought it was the fire brigade or something like that. Oh yeah, the fire brigade. Yeah, fire brigade as well. Right. <laughs> so what does it actually mean if you're using it in a slang way? So it basically means amazing because you could even say to someone, oh, you look fire. And it basically, <laughs> it's like you're on fire. I suppose it comes a bit from someone looking hot. Um, you know, if you're describing a person as fire, like you mean they are looking hot or like I know in my dance class a lot, like when we're sharing videos, people will then say, oh, you are fire. Like even you are fire, you know, and it just means, oh, you're so hot. <laughs> That makes sense. I thought maybe it comes from like another term that we might use that's also slang on fire. Like you might say, um, for example, if someone has a lot of successes, you might say you're on fire, like you're, uh, which might be like you're unstoppable. So you could hear this like in sports or, you know, you could use it also just to kind of compliment someone that's doing a really good job at something. You could say like, you know, you're on fire, you're doing so, you're doing excellently. That makes sense. So it's kind of a, kind of a similar expression with that. Mm -hmm. The next one I think I've also heard used at parties. What is it? So it's to ghost. So you might ghost someone. And basically what that means is that you're not in contact with that person anymore. Like maybe someone says, oh, have you spoken to Ethan? And they might say, oh no, he's ghosting me or I'm being ghosted. And it basically means that you're being ignored. Mm -hmm. 
So I've heard this used, like I said, for parties, for example, if someone just like leaves without saying anything, without saying goodbye to anyone, they just decide it's time to go home. I think a lot of times this will be associated with that person maybe is feeling like they, they've drunk too much, they need to go to bed and they'll just like leave without saying anything because it's, it's that moment of the night. And we might say that person ghosted, like they left without saying goodbye. Yeah, that's a really good one. And I've also heard it like if people unfollow you on Instagram. So <laughs> you might say, oh, is this person following you? And they're like, oh no, they ghosted me. Like <laughs> basically means that they unfollowed you. They're ignoring you now. Precisely. And someone like that, you might say that they're acting shady or you might say they're acting sketchy. What would that mean? So it means that they are acting in a weird way. So maybe their behavior is a bit unusual. They're not acting in the same way that they normally would, or they're doing something wrong as well. Like I think, I think this one is very much more American, but we use it a lot more in the UK now too. So you would say shady or sketchy. And in the UK, we might say dodgy a little bit more. Dodgy. I have heard that, I think, in some some different British series. Uh, so I think any of these, they're, they're super common, and they're ones that I definitely have seen like learners struggle to like really understand what that means. Another way we might use this, for example, is if you go into, say, like a neighborhood, or you're walking down a street, and you start to feel really uncomfortable, just there's something, you know, maybe the people who are around you don't look like they... They are the kindest of people. You feel like it might be a little bit dangerous or something. Then you could say that that, that neighborhood or that street is shady or it's sketchy. And basically that means that, that it makes you feel, makes you feel uncomfortable. It makes you feel maybe even a little bit unsafe. Yeah, and actually I remember hearing Shady a lot on these kind of reality programs that we grew up with, like um, Laguna Beach and, and things like this, where it's groups of friends and obviously there's drama and things like this. <laughs> and they're like, oh, why is he acting so shady, you know, about relationships and things like that? It makes me think of that. Yeah, I think Shady does sound maybe a bit more 90s. I probably would use Sketchy more nowadays. Oh, okay. Shady, I think a little bit people who are Eminem fans probably will think of Slim Shady. That's true, yeah, the real Slim Shady. <laughs> and I'm not sure if it has to, something to do with that. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> All right, so what's our next slang term? So the next one is shook. And this one, I remember learning this one when I first met my husband, because he used to use it a lot, like as a really slang way. And I didn't know it because I didn't use it back then, but then it became part of my vocabulary as well. So it's like, if something surprises you, or if you're shocked by something, or maybe even a bit nervous or scared about something, you might say, I'm shook. Okay, so this is a new one for me. I definitely would probably say more that like, you know, I'm shocked or something like that. But what would that come from? So shook? I think it comes from if you're nervous or scared and you're shaking, like obviously we would say, um, I'm shake, I'm shaken, maybe, you know, if or I was shaken, if, um, you know, maybe you had a car accident and then you were just so frightened and so, you know, reacted from that, you were shocked but we wouldn't really say shook, it's not grammatically correct, but it's a way to say, like you'd say, oh, I I'm, I shook the Coke and now it's like gone everywhere, like when it fizzes, but to say it in this way is not grammatically correct. Yeah, 
So it's like the past tense of shake and we're kind of using it with some some liberty there, right? Exactly. And I really like this one. I think it's, I don't know, maybe it's because I use it a lot and I hear it a lot in my gang. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it's, it's, quite, it's quite a cool one, I think, that we use quite a lot. And do you think that's more of a British one? I'm not sure if it's just, again, that I'm not hip to, uh, to what the kids are saying nowadays, or if that one is something that's used more in the UK. I'm not sure, to be honest. I do think they use it in the States, but maybe, maybe we use it more. Mm-hmm. Could be. All right, so what's the next one? The next one is Savage. Do you know this one? I have heard that one. I think like nowadays it's a really popular one. We actually just recently did a lesson with Blackpink and like in the interview, they were even using it. So, I mean, English isn't their first language, but I think they have like a really good grasp actually of slang because I heard them say several different things like this. But what would that mean if you say that, you know, someone is savage or something was savage? It basically means like it was crazy or it was shocking. So I think it's also become popular. There's a, a song, I can't remember who sings it now, but it became really popular during the first lockdown with these. It was like a, a song that people were making TikTok videos to, um, like I'm savage. And then like there was this whole dance routine <laughs> you do to it. And it's like a way of saying that, yeah, you're quite, amazing like crazy shocking it could be different things but the way that i think of it more is like if someone maybe treated someone in a bit of a shady or sketchy way you might say oh they were savage like i can't even believe that they reacted or that they acted in that way that's um that's one that comes to mind for me yeah, I could see that too. Like if someone like insulted someone, you could say, oh, that man, that was savage. Like uh, we might say like a savage beating, right? Or something like that, that, that someone just took no pity on that other person. Exactly. Like you think of these animals in the wild, like acting savage, acting crazy. Mm -hmm. Precisely. So that actually comes, like you said, savage uh, from like animals in the wild that like the the actual or like the original meaning of savage is something that's wild, right? As opposed to domesticated. Exactly. Okay, so moving on, what's the next one? So the next one is slayed. Okay, I've heard this one a lot too. What does that mean? So you might hear someone say, oh, you slayed it. Or someone might say, oh, I slayed the test. So it means that they did something really well or that they were successful at something. Exactly. So I think that that's a really great one to use. I've heard people use that all the time. It's kind of like the one we said before on fire that you might say like, you know, if someone's doing really well, if they're on fire, they're, they're slaying it. They're doing a really incredible job at something. Exactly. And I don't think I use this one that much. It's, I think it's more of a, a new one and it's kind of not really entered my, my speech so much, but one that's similar maybe that we would use more is like, you killed it. And that's another way of saying like they're on fire or that they slayed it. Precisely. Yeah. I, I think I would probably use that more as well. Slayed maybe sounds a little bit more intense. Yeah, definitely. What would slay mean in a traditional sense? Like what's the original meaning of that word? Like if you think of, for example, George and the dragon, like he slayed the dragon. So he defeated it and he he killed it so 
It also makes me think of Buffy the Vampire Slayer because <laughs> I grew up in the 90s and I was a huge fan. And that's what she does. She she defeats and kills vampires. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right, we just have a couple more here on this podcast. And of course, we'll have even more for you over on our Instagram. But what is the second to last one? So the next one is extra. And I used to use this a lot growing up and I feel like it's had a bit of a revival because people are using it a lot more nowadays too. Do you know this one? I don't know it. This was actually the first time that I've, at least not in this way, I've never heard it used in this way. Yeah, I'm wondering if maybe it's more British or maybe it was more British and now it's kind of gone stateside as well. So you might say, oh, she's so extra. And by that, you mean that someone's being really dramatic, like over the top, being a bit of a drama queen or something. But you could also describe like an event as being extra. And what you mean by that is that it was really lavish and, you know, grandiose you know like something really amazing so you'd be like oh i went to i went to this person's wedding it was so extra and by that you mean that you know it was just really over the top mm -hmm. which is another that's another really great term that we'd use over the top yeah so it was like exceptional but if you use this for a person i guess it would be more insulting right it can be, but I mean, if you're close with the person, for example, sometimes when my sister's explaining something to me that she's been up to, I might say, oh, you're so extra. And she'll laugh about it because she understands and she knows. So <laughs> if you're close with someone, it's okay. But yeah, don't just go calling anyone extra. They might find it offensive. Yeah. We'd probably use a lot as well, like you mentioned, drama queen, that someone would say like, you're being a drama queen or don't be such a drama queen. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just another way of saying that really. Exactly. All right. So our very last one, what is it? I feel you. I feel you. So this is definitely one I would use a lot as well. Does it literally mean that you're going up and touching someone? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, so don't actually go up to someone and start feeling them, they might <laughs> find it too, you know, you're getting a bit too close for comfort. You're like in their personal space and they don't like it. Especially, especially if you're in English speaking cultures like the US or the UK, people like their, they like their bubble, right? Exactly, you like your <laughs> personal space, the area around you, don't get too close. <laughs> but no, basically it just means like, I know what you mean or I understand you. So maybe you're speaking to someone and they are opening up to you about a situation they're mm -hmm. in and you'll say to them, I feel you, I feel you, like, you know, you know where they're coming from. Definitely. And I think that's like a really great one too for English learners to learn because uh, I definitely hear English learners overuse, I understand you, which sounds too literal. It's like, I understand you, I, I know what the words that you're saying mean. But if you use this one, it kind of means on an emotional level, I can put myself in your shoes. I can I can empathize with what you're telling me about. And I think that, you know, obviously, if you actually need to express that you're understanding the words that person is saying, then you should just say, I understand you. But if you're wanting to give more of a connection there and say that, then it's much better to say, I feel you. Exactly. And we might even say, I get you. No, like I've heard that as well. Yeah, I get you. Definitely. That's and in the US, we would say, I get you with that connected speech. Yeah. And in the UK, we would also say like, do you get me? Mm -hmm. As in that, that's very slang. Like if you're saying, like if you're saying 
having a conversation with someone and you're like, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Like you'd say, not do you get me? We'd say, do you get me? Do you get me? It'd be the same in the States. And I think you could say too, like, do you feel me? Yeah, do you feel me? I feel you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think that's a great place for us to wrap up. Remember, if you want to learn even more slang, to head over to our Instagram at reallife.english. And if you are listening to this podcast, remember that you can grab your favorite hot drink or maybe cold drink if you're in the Southern Hemisphere and join Andrea and I and feel a little bit like you're having a conversation with us over on our YouTube, which is called Real Life English. So thanks so much for joining us here on the Real Life English podcast, and we'll see you next week. One, two, three. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Hey again, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Don't be a stranger. You can find all the notes like vocabulary, links, and more for this lesson on our blog at reallifeglobal.com. And connect with us and on Instagram at reallife.english for even more fun English recommendations. Do you want to continue your learning and get confident, fluent English? Then I have a couple great recommendations for you. First of all, check out our YouTube channel, Learn English with TV series, where you can have fun learning to understand fast-speaking natives with your favorite movies, series, and more without getting lost, without missing the jokes, and without subtitles. Second, if you like our podcast, then our real-life native immersion course is perfect for you. It is the next best thing to studying abroad in an English-speaking country. Try it for free with our three-part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod to sign up. Finally, if you are enjoying our podcast, then please assist us in helping more people go beyond the classroom and live their English. You can